Hello and welcome to Global Digital Futures Podcast, brought to you by the SOAS Coding Club. I'm your host, Chipoma Pondera. The researcher on this episode was Eliza Bacon, and the editor was Dervila Aneni Vrenan. This week, we are speaking to Bhavjit Singh, the founder of the Twitter account Tractor to Twitter. The account was set up to support the Indian farmers' protest and counter the narrative being promoted by the mainstream media and the IT cells of the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party, led by President Narendra Modi. It currently has over 50,000 followers and is run by several hundred volunteers across the globe. Hi, Bhavjit. So nice to have you. Hey, hey Chipu, how are you? Thanks uh, for having me here and thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to talk about this platform. It's an absolute pleasure. So first, could you tell us about how Tractor to Twitter began? Uh, maybe just also telling us your own story and some of the background on the farmers' protests. So... I also uh, belong to a farming family here, right? So I, I was growing up working in the fields and uh, later on, uh, I got my engineering degree in electronics and communication and I started working in IT. But somewhere, I mean, my roots are still in the farming. So I, 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 I can still feel the struggle. I can still feel the miseries. I can still feel the hardship faced by the farmers. So when the farmer protest started in India last year, like in, in mid-2020. So it was mostly uh, in, the, in the states of Punjab and Haryana. It was more like a regional protest. So the farmers were protesting. They, they had blocked the roads. They had blocked the, the tolls. And like up till uh, October, mid-October last year. So due to the ignorance of the mainstream media, they stopped broadcasting the protest. So obviously, like any other activity, it, it started losing the sheen. And then by mid-November, the farmer leaders, they, th they thought of intensifying the protest. And then uh, they called everyone to go to Delhi, the national capital of India. And then it got back its original momentum. So a lot of youngsters, a lot of farmers, they just, uh, you know, traveled towards Delhi. They had to face uh, the administration. They were cane charged. They, the administration used the water cannons to stop them. The trenches were dug on the national highways to stop them. So it was like something, uh, a kind of rare event, right? At the same time, so uh, the national media, especially the IT cells of the political party, you you just explained to your listeners, they started they started the campaigns to vilify the farmers. To they started using the different names. They started to blame them. All the possible things to discredit the farmers' protest. That's when we realized that uh, the mainstream media is not with the farmers. The IT cells they they have like plenty of resources, right? They have the army of digital bullies to discredit you. So something needs to be done from our side. Honestly speaking, it was not in my mind. It was not in, uh, not in the atmosphere. I mean, no one thought about that is a platform of, of such scale will be created and a lot of people will start following us and a lot of people will observe the activities, right? So we were like, okay, something needs to be done. There are other regional reasons because India is a diverse country. So we will, I, I'll explain to you down the line. There are other, other elements involved behind this, uh, this protest as well and behind the need of setting something to counter this narrative. But in the nutshell, so this was created in the, in the end of November when all these dirty campaigns were in full swing. 
the farmers were being discredited the national media was just hunting the farmers just to prove them these are the most dangerous creatures on this planet so it sounds like the media landscape was maybe controlled by the ruling party as the dominant force and probably they have like the dominant platforms as well so how does an account like tractor to twitter fit into that media landscape if you can tell us a bit about the existing media landscape also online you know especially online and how the platform fits into that so in india especially post 2014 elections uh, the social media was used aggressive by the political parties by the organizations to to spread their own message and to discredit and attack others so twitter was uh, used aggressively see if i if i have to speak about the bjp it cell as i said they have plenty of resources unmatched potential right so they can do anything they have such fearsome army of the digital bullies so what they work like in two ways one is like they use platforms like twitter to uh, to create such an atmosphere because generally all the sincere audience the media houses the politicians they they get the news they get the feedback from twitter like when i say feedback i mean what's going on around you because a lot of journalists they write on twitter a lot of politicians they express their views on twitter so if you are really serious about to understand the political structure or what's going on in the political circles in the social circles in the civil society you just need to go to twitter just scroll through a few accounts maybe look at the trending and you get an overview this is something what you do to cater your serious audience the second way the another uh, social media form which bjp exploits that's whatsapp so when we talk about the fake news they generally start the face fake news from twitter right do it in a subtle way right but because anyone can observe twitter anyone can observe uh, facebook it's a public platform then they move to whatsapp because they have the hierarchy they have created this hierarchy in a full way that the facebook group uh, sorry whatsapp groups they go they go all the way up to the street level i mean so there is one particular street and there is a f- uh, whatsapp group for the for the residents or for their followers or their supporters there so the the fake information starts from the top and it travels all the way to the street level right and it's a closed ecosystem so this is the way how they spread the fake news as i said initially our intention was just to spread the awareness on twitter because we are like just volunteers normal volunteers we are not experts in uh, you know we don't have any it cell here we don't have resources we don't have that much money right pay to the paid trolls in fact we we don't troll anyone right so then uh, the tractor to twitter our account so it Uh, so with, with that account we just trying to create a balance so what we initially thought we, we a lot of people they gave us an idea, they gave us ideas that we should create the whatsapp groups belonging to different cities different towns different villages again due to lack of resources we were not able to go that way right so we chose that we will stay on twitter and 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 we often use this word that twitter is is the formal form of social media or informal form of referendum so on when i say formal social media that means a lot of people take it seriously they don't just take it casually they don't use twitter just for the sake of entertainment you express your views your views are more like legitimate i mean like like you you presenting a show so obviously you go to twitter to write something which is really serious in nature right unlike facebook you can share the songs you can share the uh, youtube videos on instagram it's more like there is an element of uh, entertainment so our handle so it fits in somewhere in between we try to counter the bjp narrative which was being set up on 
Twitter because a lot of uh, because the serious audience they observe Twitter. Not everyone, not all the states from India they were participating in the protest because of difference of demographic. because of the difference of the region it became really necessary to use a platform which they observe seriously through which we can we can share the information uh, properly and uh, we should be able to counter any false narrative so the whole idea was to cater the serious audience only right and that's how i feel that uh, we we fit somewhere on the social media where i think we are able to make some dent against the false narratives let's take a short break you are listening to the global digital futures podcast with chipo mapondera where we discuss the latest in digital media and technology in the global south Okay, let's get back to the conversation. So that's really interesting what you mentioned about wanting to reach the people who are looking for serious media who are sort of analyzing news and media in a serious way. One of my questions is actually about the different audiences that you are reaching or trying to reach whether in India or globally. Can you tell us a little bit about that? So when we talk about audience when we use the word like serious audience i mean yeah it's it's a, it's just a generic word so if i have to explain it it's more like we wanted to touch base or we wanted to share our information with the journalists right with the activist around the globe and to be honest like uh, i didn't know that you guys were observing our handle right so it was more like a one way communication we were like broadcasting information from from our handle so we were expecting that someone will pick it up pick up the information so if you are really serious to know the cause so definitely you will consume the information and then you will try to reach back or you will try to explore more like we are talking today so maybe you guys took the initiative and you reached out to me and now we are discussing about this handle so that was the idea right so it was like a one way communication so then we wanted to like convey the message we wanted to mention the the politicians uh we are like appealing to them we are like requesting to to them uh, so that they should realize their responsibilities that they should raise the voice for the farmers right so the youngsters the the international activists the politicians and almost anyone who is really really uh, interested or serious in these kind of civil movements right so i think this importance of digital uh, awareness it yielded the results not because of our handle but a lot of international celebrities right they tweeted for the farmers right so rihana like uh, just to name a few right and uh, so it it created a big storm in india so indian government they had to use their own celebrities just to counter that narrative right so i mean that was something which we are after right so use twitter spread the awareness someone will pick it up right maybe they'll they'll start speaking about it 
it's really interesting how you're mentioning what the growth has been, you know, what your aim was when you started and then, you know, like mentions by celebrities and that sort of thing, helping it grow further. Um, you also use something really in- interesting, which is that daily hashtag. What have sort of strategies like that, how have they fit into the growth of the platform and what is the impact of that been? The hashtag is... Uh... It's the part of the algorithm, actually. So it's a, it's a mechanism used by Twitter to trend some topic, right? So in our case, that uh, the hashtag and trending with respect to this farmer protest, interestingly, it's it's so much organic. These things are not originating from one point of source, right? It's not that we are broadcasting something, picking it, uh, picking it from there. One handle is controlling it. It's so organic. It's so fluidic, right? So we generally get like almost close to 100,000 tweets for any given hashtag on any given day, right? And trust me, we do not know 99.99% of the volunteers who are tweeting for that particular hashtag. It's so much so much organic. It's so much unstructured. It's like, I would say the crowdsourcing is, is the more apt keyword for this. Right. Unlike other movements, they set up their own IT cells. Like they have, uh, they hire people, or there is a structured organization there. Right. Here in this case, that's why it makes it very interesting that there's no such formal structure apart from a team who is managing the serious content. Like we we share the news, we count to the facts, we create some facts. Apart from that, there is no such team which is responsible for trending the hashtag. It's really different. It's uh, from other other movements, right? So uh, now back to your original question: the the uh, how the hashtags they, they help in the growth of this movement or this handle in particular, right? So what happens is when I mean uh, the hashtags they are more like the subjects, the subject of the day, right? So the hashtag is released by there is uh, actually uh, when we talk about the farmer protest, there's a digital team. Which is which belongs to the farmer protest, like the main organization, right? So they give the hashtag to everyone, like they broadcast it from their handle, and we also broadcast it from our handle. So all the followers who follow us or these handles, they pick up the hashtag from there. So it's more like the subject of the day, whatever happened a day, a day before. So we pick up the subject from there. Let's say there was some news which was related to the farmer protest. Let's say a couple of days back, uh, the police administration in one of the states, they attacked the farmers. The police pelted the stones uh, towards the farmers. Like they, they, are, they are responsible for maintaining law and order situation, but they were doing the other way around. So we kind of like pick up the subject from these kind of incidents. Or if there is any program given by the organization that tomorrow we are doing this or we are uh, blocking some roads or trains, right? So accordingly, the hashtag is picked from there and then people start using it to express their views throughout the day. Obviously, when international media, let's say journalists, they, w- they want to check something, what's going on in India. So obviously they go to Twitter, they change the location to Twitter, they look at the trending, they pick up the hashtag, okay. This, and in all of our hashtags, there is always one keyword you will find there, farmers or farm or something. I mean, you will immediately realize that this, is, this hashtag belongs to farmers. So from there, the media houses, the journalists, they pick up what's going on. They go through the tweets. Maybe uh, they, they, they're trying to find out, okay, what is it all about? They try to spend some time investigating it. And obviously, it gives us an opportunity to express our side. 
and then it helps in the growth of this movement so we get more audience we we are able to touch base unknowingly with a lot of people right so it it helps you in in spreading your word yeah i mean that is super fascinating just like the networking aspect of it it's sort of structured in terms of getting the hashtag from one source but then also quite organic in terms of spreading the message exactly. you know very interesting so i want to just go a little bit further into this idea of creating these global social media mediated um campaigns you mentioned a little bit about how the team is structured but how are you also using other social medias and other online platforms you're on whatsapp you're on telegram and also perhaps gaining some new positions and legitimacy in this um global networks so uh it's again it's it's very much very organic here we didn't like uh, sit in the in the boardroom we didn't draw anything on the on the board on the drawing board and plan something it all started coming as per required so initially we had just uh, we had very small team of like uh, seven seven people so we were like like minded friends and so we were like really serious about the cause and uh, send them then now uh, when the handle was started so we were just it was just one whatsapp group as i said we had no plans we didn't know what's going to happen in future right we were more like just discussing the idea not even the technical aspect of the twitter and to be honest this handle was created only because i wanted to put something on the very first poster which i created where i requested people to join twitter and i wanted to share that poster on facebook and in the bottom of that poster so i found okay i just need to put something here because the poster doesn't look balanced and then i created this handle the whole idea of this campaign was actually that we need to go to twitter right enough is enough now we are we i mean in in punjab in haryana in this part of india the youngsters are tech savvy they're not like they don't know the about the social media and let me tell you one thing i don't know whether you are aware or not the punjabi music it's damn famous right in whole india in in rest of the world as well so this music industry has created a digital audience so they are everywhere they are on facebook they are on instagram everywhere right so the youngsters they have the latest smartphones the only difference was we were not on twitter we were everywhere youtube insta snaps uh, uh, snapchat everywhere just just remove twitter from the whole social media ecosystem right so the call was that whatever you're doing whatever you're using just leave it there let's go to twitter now right so we like minded people so we like seven seven friends it came out we sat together and we would discuss okay what should we do what shouldn't we do right and then slowly and st- steadily people started joining us when i say slowly and steadily i meant in within just two or three days because the growth was exponential it didn't take weeks or months it started on 29th of november it was literally out of control for us to manage it was so exponential whatever we would plan for next coming days it would just go out of control then people started reaching out to us okay we we wish to contribute in content we wish to contribute in graphics in videos we wish to give you the news from the ground level right because in the on the fr- from the protest side you need the videos you need the pictures you need the news so 
it's not uh, always possible uh, for you to go to the protest site just to get some information because we wanted to sit back home observe everything observe the tv channels observe other social media ha- handles just to know what's going on around you we couldn't afford just to ignore everything and just go to the protest site and spend your time capturing photos i mean someone was always uh, there to help you out so i used the keyword initially crowdsource so we would just some sometimes we would tweet uh, we would tweet from our handle okay we need some information from the ground we need some pictures we need some videos right so people they would they would just dm us and now it's more like uh, we have the main core team where we decide our strategy we have the content team where we uh, create our content then we have the graphics team we create our graphics there so this is how it works and it's spread globally it's not just in in india only so we have volunteers from canada us england australia new zealand as well so from from every part of the globe let's take a short break join the global digital futures community follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at global_futures let's keep the conversation going yeah fascinating it's, it's it's amazing and i think um it's really interesting like i was actually going to ask questions about language difference and diversity within the campaign is that a consideration considering the diversity of languages in india and maybe also the differences in digital literacy in india so in india you are right the biggest challenge was the diversity of different languages and we we wish to cater to we wish to provide information to yes it was a big challenge definitely because india is it's a diverse country right so you have like hundreds of languages right uh, different communities they react to the information in a different way they react to the causes the, the civil movements in a different way so initially because of the limited resources so we were like tweeting mostly in english punjabi that's the, the regional language in punjab and hindi we started getting other states so especially from the south indian states and and bengal so they would uh, they reached out to us that uh, they can help us out in creating a content for their states in their in their language so yeah so then uh, whatever we, the content we would create we were we we would just try to translate it in their language we just try to broadcast it from our handle yeah it was some results initially but later on as i said uh, this protest was mainly like its epic center was in uh, new delhi in the northern in the northern india right and the audiences were like all the all the states uh, surrounding that region so our main was like our, our campaign was more like to broadcast what's happening here yeah i mean it, it was it was like a complex work for us it like a complex framework for us. tried it but it was not like we were uh, tweeting in every language in all the languages of india so it was more like hindi punjabi and english so in in south india a lot of people they they understand english in rest of the india a lot of people they understand hindi and in punjab obviously punjabi so uh, slowly and steadily uh, later on we realized that okay these three languages they pretty much cover all the states of india to to spread our message 
Yeah, it's quite interesting. Also, I'm sort of hearing that like throughout your answers and you're describing the trajectory, it's just really focusing in on, you know, what you're trying to get out there and keeping the focus really like central. Exactly. And it's grown on its own. So in February, Twitter suspended your account along with many other accounts that were suspended in India. Could you tell us more about this? Why did it happen? And, you know, how did you respond? and get back online it was uh, it was an interesting time for us in uh, in, in february actually twitter uh, they withheld our account with uh, so uh, the indian government they request uh, they withhold i think twitter based on some laws they, they had created some laws related to the social media management so they requested twitter that these accounts should be withheld because of these clauses they violated these clauses. There was one news platform which uh, br- uh, which tweeted about a news. A guy was uh, shot dead in Delhi on 26th of January when there was a big massive tractor march. And the government said uh, that particular uh, website or Twitter handle, they're spreading the fake news. So they created uh, these kind of excuses and they pushed Twitter to with, uh, you know, withhold our accounts. But on the same day, by the evening, Twitter responded. I mean, they restored our account, but they responded that uh, they cannot do this. They cannot just keep uh, them blocked, keep them restricted, so that they respect the freedom of expression, freedom of expl- explaining your cause. I mean, they cannot just simply block you because the government doesn't, doesn't like that. So our accounts were restored on the same day, but it created some tense movements between the government and Twitter. In fact, uh, the government at one instance, they even threatened to detain uh, the employees of uh, Twitter Twitter India. So there was something uh, going on brewing behind the scenes. Later on, our account was reported massively by the BJP IT cells and it was suspended and we appealed against the suspension uh, Twitter accepted our appeal, the reasoning, the reason we gave to them, and it was restored. I mean, uh, it was it was the moment when we realized that the government and the establishment, they're not just against the farmers. So they are against every voice trying to spread the word, which is trying to take this protest to ma- masses. The voice which is trying to tell the true stories, the voice which is trying to burst all the fake propaganda. So since then, I mean, I think we didn't let our guard down. We didn't ease out with our world. So we are working with the same energy. So have there been any offline challenges or offline implications of your online activities? And maybe even actually the positive progress in terms of the farmers' protests as well? If we, if we talk about uh, the offline challenges, definitely there are. See, uh, when you are speaking against the establishment, right, against the government, so they try to use their resources. First of all, definitely they'll, 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 just, they'll try to stop or block you from the, from the social media space uh, so that you should not, shouldn't be able to say or express whatever you're doing. And the government failed because our accounts were restored and uh, we were doing the same stuff again and again. And they tried to use their reached out by the local police authorities, the investigative agencies. I won't go into that detail because it's more like related to the law and order here. It's more like, you know, the constitutional framework here, right? We, we cannot explain it on social media. All right. And even for on the, on the, on the Twitter side, 
they compromised with their their freedom of speech freedom of expression keywords like that approach in our case our reach has been restricted massively we often uh, try to investigate we often uh, tweet from our handle that okay let us know how do you guys uh, if if you are able to see this tweet or how did you how did you see that tweet like whether you came to our handle or it appeared on your timeline so when we when we talk about the major changes so the biggest challenge which we are facing now is that twitter has restricted our reach so uh, before like uh, mid before mid february like by the second week of february so whenever we would start tweeting in the morning time let's say we we are tweeting the okay this is the hashtag of the day so we would simply get like if if you look at the numbers we were able to reach 40000 people some changes to the algor- algorithm and these days i think uh, we are able to reach only like 5000 6000 and 7000 people only so these these were some major changes made by twitter uh, i think they as i said initially so maybe they did some compromise just to save their company in india to avoid any backlash from the government and it really saddened us that uh, you know we were using this platform we initially requested people to move from all other platforms to twitter so that you should be you should raise your voice you, your voice should reach to the serious audience right and we were trusting twitter right but uh, since then they have kind of like compromised on their on their approach of like so called freedom of expression and freedom of speech it's no it's no more open it's no more uh independent now i guess that's the other side of it that you don't quite hear when because you know twitter have released sort of a charter about freedom of expression and about suspending those accounts and their take on it but you yeah this is sort of the insidious yeah. or what's happening in the background i guess that's less people know about so yeah. how has the role how has the role of the account adapted to the current situation with covid in india because i see you do um tweet some information some updates why have you included that those updates on tracked to twitter account see covid is a is a serious serious issue in india right so we took it as a moral responsibility right because the government the state governments the the central government they almost failed i would say the system collapsed right the people were literally like they were running from pillar to post to get the oxygen cylinders to get the essential medicines right it was heartbreaking and uh, i think not just our handle thousands of other handles the big handles the big influencers they started helping out people they would just amplify if someone is after i mean at one time everyone was looking for oxygen it was really hard to control your emotions that this is something which we expect from the government i or you or any other individuals so w- what were normal people looking after what were they running after the the oxygen and the essential medicines right so this is the responsibility of the governments and the and your health department you these facilities these are the life saving drugs the life saving uh, the oxygen it's a life it's it's a life support system right but people i mean literally they were traveling for hundreds of kilometers just for one oxygen cylinder that would last only for a couple of hours i know a lot of people they they drove hundreds of kilometers just for one cylinder right so 
we didn't do anything i mean we didn't wait for any instructions we didn't wait for any voice to instruct us okay guys you should be doing that because a lot of people with counts they were just doing it by so we simply we said cast it from our handle so maybe some person reading our tweet maybe they'll reach out to you and uh, maybe you will get some help now there is one interesting part how twitter and the government they even try to object this broadcast of information one government i think uh, the the, gov- the government in uttar pradesh i think uh, they objected they said the police cases will be filed case they, they found out someone is spreading unverified information let's say someone reach out to me guys uh, one of they need this medicine this is the number this is the location please broadcast it and if we tweet it a uh, tweet information the authorities they can hunt us down okay give us the verification how did you guys verify whether this is a legitimate information right interestingly day for uh, in fact just yesterday one of our volunteers account it was suspended for 24 hours because he tweeted for the requirement of a medicine the tweet had the guys uh, the name the name of the person who was looking after looking for the medicine and his contact number and it was uh, it was reported by the bjp it cell as if this guy is sharing someone's personal information so when someone is looking for medicine when i broadcast amplify information i need to mention the correct contact details that if someone has the medicine or or the injection please call this guy directly and help that person out right even knowing that these are literally the genuine attempts by by the citizens to help each other still these it cells they are attacking they are reporting the tweets as if we are violating the twitter policies so this is uh, uh, these were uh, things we struggled with but again we we thought okay the handle doesn't matter it's fine but if we manage to help out one single person if we manage to save one single life i think the mission will be kind of accomplished so the handle the suspension these things are least important see people were not just uh, running after the oxygen cylinders they were running after a space somewhere to cremate their relatives i mean one side is okay the person is not able to find a bed in the hospital say it's, it's a bad situation they're not able to find a place to cremate their relatives this was the situation and no sane voice can stop uh, amplifying the request for the medicines the request for the oxygen the request for the uh, hospital beds so that's why we thought okay uh, we won't uh, bow down to any pressure doesn't matter what will be the consequence so we will simply broadcast we will simply amplify the requirement of the medicines and the oxygens and whatever the requirements are yeah it sounds like along with digital ecosystem of control there's also heightened paranoia because i suppose amplifying the needs on the ground can demonstrate and show how out of control things are let's keep the conversation going send your comments questions and feedback on instagram twitter and facebook at global underscore futures or email hello at globaldigitalfutures.com. We might just give you a shout out on the next episode. So uh, just to close, could you maybe give us your thoughts on the future of Tractor to Twitter? Maybe some of your future plans and... 
yeah, what have some of the outco- outcomes of the protests been and what do you what do you hope for in the near future? First of all, we all need to ask one thing with clarity. Point number one, this protest is not over yet, right? The farmers are, are, are still sitting there. The second most important thing is, even if this government, they roll back the laws, it's not going to solve problem. the agrarian crisis in India and especially the Northern Belt, the Punjab, Western Uttar Pradesh. So the farmers are going through the crisis. The water table is depleting, right? The governments, they're not cooperating with them they're not helping them out in diversifying the agriculture. So before laws were passed, the farmers were struggling, right? They were literally, literally struggling, right? They, they needed reforms, but not in this way, not by handing over the farming sector to the corporates. So one thing we need to, uh, need to be uh, clear about is if the government takes back these laws, we will be back to the same situation where we were before these laws were. So the repeal of these laws are not going to solve the problem. The repeal of these laws are just going to take away the larger dangers, the bigger elements of exploitation. It's not, it's not solving the problem. So now when it comes to the future of this handle, we slowly and steadily, we gained experience, right? We were not that deep into agrarian crisis. And I would say no handle had such a wider reach to to the wider audience are uh, to express uh, the concerns of the farmers the struggles they are going through the challenging the challenges they are facing right so i think the future is like i mean we are still not even close to the halfway through our journey right so even if these laws are taken back repealed back we will keep on working on the core issues we will try to reach out to the agriculture experts we will try to broadcast as much information as we could to tell the stories of the farmers, to explain the miseries, to explain their struggles, to explain how market is exploiting them. Just yesterday in in one of the states in in India, the farmers had to dump tomatoes, they had to dump watermelon right on the the side of the road because they were not getting, they were not able to uh, uh, sell the crop. They They were not getting the traders. Right. At the same time, the crops are being sold like like for 10 Indian rupees per kilos in the larger cities. So why there is a big gap? So why the farmer is not able to, uh, you know, uh, so I mean, there, there needs to be a system in place which ensures that the production is either saved or preserved or it should be sold off to the consumers. So these kind of mechanisms, there are experts in the field, but because of the limited reach, no one is able to listen to them. Or in other words, they're not able to reach the wider audience. So we will just try to become their voice. We will try to amplify their voice. We are not agriculture experts. We are just like a team of activists, I would say, who are just comparatively a little bit better on social media, right? So so we will just try to create an alloy uh, or an amalgamation or a combination where we will try to touch base with agriculture experts. We will use our platform to voice. So I think uh, it's, it's, it's a long journey ahead for us. 
and uh, best to keep them going keep the ball rolling it's really fantastic bavje it's so insightful speaking to you about the work that you're doing the progress that you've made and also getting into details just about this sort of online networking and different considerations around it so really wishing you the best we'll be keeping our eye out uh we'll continue following and yeah all the best thank you so much <laughs> no worries thank you so much and uh, thanks for having me here and thanks for amplifying our voice this is a, a kind of gift for us when i mean uh, we 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 get calls from people like you and then we feel more motivated more energetic uh, like more energetic that uh, okay our struggle is not uh, it's not going just uh, it, it's not disappearing and in some some corner of th- this globe yeah people are watching so maybe someday we will make a larger impact thank you for listening to this episode with bavjit singh follow the twitter account at tractor to twitter If you haven't already done so, please subscribe and follow. Also, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will really help with our ranking. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share the podcast with your friends. You can find us online at www.globaldigitalfutures.com and on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at global_futures. Thank you.